You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Football Show Extra right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPike, it's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. We've got a Colburnley special in this week's episode. We're delighted to be joined by one of the co-managers, one half of the best duo in football, Tommy Malloy. Tommy, it's a pleasure to welcome you on to the show, thanks for joining us. Delighted to be on, Scott. Brilliant, it's a pleasure. And we're also joined by one of the star players of Colburnley, John Scullion. John, it's a pleasure to welcome you on, thanks for being part of this show. Ah, no, no worries, man. It's a pleasure. Nah, it's a pleasure to have you both on. Been looking forward to this for a while. How are we, Tommy? How's how are you settling into the new job? Obviously, you came a bit late in the season compared to a, a lot of our managers. How's how's it been settling into life at Colburnley? It's been good, obviously. Results wise, could be a lot better, but I said we're loving it. Honestly, it's a right good group of boys, committee, fans, everything. Um, I think I was saying to somebody. Probably after we were in a job about a week, Scott, it may even have been Sean or one of my mates or whatever. And what a club it is, by the way. No. Um, brilliant. Um, just everything about it. And it's 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 exactly where I want a club ran from top to bottom. And um, I'm sure we still will agree. He's been there longer than me. It's no. just, it's a right proper football club as well. Um, but we're obviously on, on, a, on a pitch just now in a right battle to keep the team in the league where they should always be. Coburn so... Listen, we're getting at everything we've got and hopefully it's enough coming into the season. Yeah, definitely. We'll just run through the season so far. He's a sat in 18, three wins, two draws, 13 defeats and 11 points. Obviously, the kind of start, the, the wee run at the start was probably a kind of big reason for that position. Uh, John, eight games to eight game losing streak to start the season. It's obviously Martin was a manager and then obviously things happened and Tommy and Sean have come in. What was the start of the season like? Was it tough to, to get out of that kind of funk of losing the first eight games? Aye, aye. When you're losing the first couple, you start to, it starts to become harder and things seem to go against you when you're on a streak like that and it's just no easy to go out of. Wasn't it? I don't think it was down to effort or I just think what things were going against you. Especially when you're losing, you seem to find that things go against you, but uh, it wasn't easy to start with. No, definitely not. Tommy, obviously you were he's he's come in after I think it was five games, wasn't it? Like what was it was it an easy decision to to take the job and how did the kind of when did you first hear it, the the possibility of going to football? It was an option. I think it was after five. I think we came yeah. in probably about a nine or ten mark um, game. But um it was a kind of approach to Greenock um, for permission to speak to us myself and Sean. Um it was a no-brainer to go down and speak to the club, obviously. Um went down for a chat stroke interview um, on a Sunday and then we never really heard nothing for a week the club was obviously doing what they felt was right and taking their time to appoint who they felt was the right people and we got a phone call probably just over a week later offering us a job so listen it was it wasn't as easy as people thought it leaved you know we had a good connection and stuff there but I've always said to anybody I've spoke to it was just there would have been something we regretted for the rest of our days if we never gave it a bash no, definitely. John, obviously that, that we can a streak to start the season. Obviously, Martin left as well. Was it was it sad to see Martin go? Obviously, it kind of been there a while. How did you kind of go on well with Martin? 
I know he was a good guy. Him and Des and his brother Jack came in as well. They were all brilliant people in that and they'd been there obviously through the hard times that we had with COVID and it was just a shame that they we couldn't get a couple of wins and get something going. But that's just football sometimes and it's just the way it goes, unfortunately. And they obviously had to leave and that was what it was. Tommy, when you went in and obviously the how big was it to get a get a kind of couple of wins in the, the board? Obviously the win against Bonnet and Rutherglen, they were two massive wins in the draw with Blantyre. How much was it how important was it to get the wins in the board and get so, a kind of run going? I was in the party when they beat Blantyre, they drew with Blantyre or beat Bonneton. Um, our first game is actually Scottish Cup away to Cumbernauld. It was probably a wee bit strange that we'd never met the players until we went in and met a quarter to two that day. So it's not ideal, do you know what I mean? But we agreed when we took the job that we wanted right into the deep end. Um, the following week was obviously our first league game at home at uh, Glen. Mm-hmm. We won 2-1, played well on the day and the place was bouncing at the end as well because probably without being disrespectful what happened previous games, I think the punters weren't used to seeing the team kind of winning. So we got off to a good start and then games since that, Scott, probably they've been, we've, I hate using the word unlucky, but we went to Darvo and lost a goal in injury time. Yeah. Up at Cumbernauld in the league, we lost a goal in the 97th minute, finished a draw. Other games have all been tight. We, the game we did let ourselves down was uh, Irving Meadows scurry at home. I thought we just weren't yeah. at it whatsoever. And that was the only day that I probably and him thinking that's not the way we want us to happen if we're going to lose games as a right way and other than that we've been in games and stuff but we just it's all right saying that we eventually need to turn start getting points in the board again yeah definitely John obviously uh, the, the wins against Bonnet and Rutherglen and kind of the point against Blantyre they are kind of clubs in a similar kind of position obviously how big is it to get the wins against the types of teams and kind of build that we run yeah, the old cliche answer, mind you, but you need to be trying to beat the teams that are running about you in it. So, as in, it's obviously a good feeling, I mean, to beat these teams and then hopefully start seeing yourself climbing the table a wee bit or whatever. That's what you want to see. And it gets a bit of confidence amongst the boys and all. Yeah, definitely. Tommy, the, the big one this season's obviously been the 9 1 against RD on the South. That was a massive result. And we've seen how well can RD have done. Obviously, they beat Troon during the, uh, the weekend in the the Kelly Pie Cup so it's yep. obviously it's, they're obviously do, are really a team that's doing really well how big a boost was that to get the win and obviously the, the amount of goals you scored that day oh it was good I'd obviously had experience out there um, yeah. when that game came about we played them in Greenock three weeks before it yeah, so right, yeah. they were still fresh and in our mind of how they played and stuff I think everything clicked on that day um, Probably you could argue if you went and watched it as a neutral, there was a gap between the league and the conference league. I just think on that day that everything clicked to me, man, was absolutely flying. Um, but it probably, with it being disrespectful to RD, I would fully expect Coburnley to be winning games like that, but a score to margin, probably score line would have been, it surprised everybody, including myself, to be honest with you. So we'll obviously win the last round of that cup against Port Glasgow and we're still in. We've got a tough draw in the next round as well. Uh, we'll touch on that later on. It's obviously a, a, a cup you're doing really well in. John, how big a game was that for you? Obviously, that was a really big game for you, scoring a few goals that day. Was that <coughs> just a big confidence boost for you? Uh, of course, it was a... Uh, got a few goals, which is always nice as a striker, because 
don't come past there. I don't get many then now. No, I mean that's they're drying <laughs> up a bit, which is unfortunate. <laughs> I know it was good. Got a few assists that day and I'll fling that in for Big Josh. The big man got a hat trick they sell half, no I mean. What a tour what how and it's tournament Josh has scored the hat trick and been sent off. So, aye, Sigurdjian. aye. <laughs> Brilliant. See obviously the on the back to the league, obviously losses against Bees and as you said the, the late loss at the late goal against Darville. You come back really well. A big one against Largs. That was a massive win, obviously, in the league. 3-1. How big a win was that, Toby, to get that win against a team? Again, Largs, who probably not started as well as thought, folk thought they would. Is that, was that a big boost to use? It was huge. Um, see if somebody was at that game and probably said that Coburnley would win this game 3-1 after 20 minutes, they would have got, honestly, they would have got laughed at. So I'm standing at the side thinking, what is going on here? But... Scurry obviously back us up. He was there. We made two subs after 25 minutes and it was going to either make us look sorry or work. And after two minutes, one of would say a goal, five later he'd scored. So, no, just to answer your question, it was a big one. I know that game kind of means quite a lot of people as well. Um, and as Scurry touched on a minute ago, the teams on about us, it's probably going to define if we stay up or not, we win these games, obviously. We spoke at training last night and after Saturday's game, November's absolutely massive for us. Um, playing teams round about uh, round about uh, bottom half of the table. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, you've got a few games against uh, against uh, teams in a similar position coming up later on in yeah. the season. John, obviously the the last couple, the last few games in the league, obviously medal, boss, Paul. I was at the boss game that night, and <coughs> they're obviously difficult results and. They're obviously three three teams who are kind of flying in the at the top half of the league. Is it kind of tough playing against these type these types of teams at the moment? Where you kind of low in confidence and kind of results only going your way. I I, I don't think like, we went into the games thinking we couldn't get into fate either, mind you. Even though maybe the league where we are in the league or league position and whatever, I still felt that we can go into these games and get something always. But when you come up against quality teams, we good players, they can always produce wee bits of magic and I thought especially the co-winning game that I thought we were quite unlucky at times and I, I don't get us wrong, I thought co-winning done well as well and I thought it was a good game overall but I just think sometimes football is very small margins and I think these games can go against you at times when you've got a quality players like whoever it is, even Carlo Monte or whatever, whoever it is for co-winning and they can produce wee, minute, uh, wee moments and I think that's how football goes sometimes. Tommy, what about those three games? Was a game were they games you felt you were unlucky, or was there kind of maybe more to it? I think, I think it's I think box to box we kind of competed with teams, but inside both boxes and end games, Scott, I felt we let ourselves down. If that was worth finishing or uh, defensively, we're competing with these teams. But I think what I've learned coming into this league as a manager is. And against them teams, you're only getting two or three chances max a game, and you eventually need to take one of them. We played Polk on Saturday. I think we had two really good chances. You don't take them. They had two chances and they take them, um, which has proven the difference in these games. But probably where I've come from, for the Greenup, you're used to getting half a dozen and more chances a game in this league. You're probably getting two, John, a game, and no. you eventually, you, you've got to take your chances. And I just felt, listen, that's three good teams I've played. Um, yeah. and as we've asked the boys today is just go toe to toe with them and you'll get your break but 
if I'm being honest, we've let ourselves down in big moments against them teams, and they've been more clinical than we have. Yeah. John, obviously the, the one highlight of the season has been you're running the, the south of Scotland, obviously the, the one against Ardeen and then the, the impressive one against Port Glasgow. Wasn't it the best no. one for you, was it? But... No, it, do you know what? It was, as long as the team won, it's a good game. <laughs> that's, what, that's what matters. But I know we've been doing well in that cup and uh, I thought we'd done the first half an hour, I thought we were really good against the Port. Came out really well and it's something that I think the team need to push on in Demeras, maybe start games a wee bit better. I thought on that day we were very good. Yeah. Tommy, obviously that's a that's a big cup to be a part of. The Scottish is maybe a bit of a disappointment, but again, obviously you can maybe put that down to maybe a, a couple of things. How big is it to get a run in the South? It's massive. Um, if you're talking about comparing that to the Scottish, the South's got more teams in it mm-hmm. um, than the Scottish has this year. So I'm not, listen, I'm not saying it's a bigger cup, but there's different teams that we're not used to playing in it as well. And we've got a home tie next round against the Lowland League team who are quite well known now. So mm-hmm. it's one we're looking forward to, obviously. Again, old cliche, leads were bread and butter and stuff. But I, I say to players that, and people will probably snigger at us, but every cup could burn they should be entered, they should be looking to reach the later stages, mm-hmm. no matter who we come up against. So I think it's the last 64 um, against Caledonian Braves and if you can get through that, then you're not a million miles away for big, big cup ties. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, a, it's a really good cup to be a part of. John, obviously, before we talk about your, your careers, just a quick one for both of you. How good has it been to get back to acting a normal schedule? We know it's been a bit stop-start with COVID. Obviously, Coburnley were only part of the league last year. How good has it been to be back to a normal schedule and get back to playing football in front of a crowd? Oh, brilliant, man. It's... You can't beat it. You don't actually realise how much you miss it until something like that happens. I couldn't believe it. Even it sounds silly because it's obviously no thousands and thousands of people that come to watch you. But it's even you are playing a couple of games and it's just like the boys at football that are there. It's no there's no crowd or nothing. It's just this year's been so much better. I can you can definitely tell the difference. Yeah, definitely. Tommy, you found out yourself, obviously, the, the difference in how well it's been to the, the crowd back and back to a normal schedule. It's been massive, obviously, because you know, kept playing when I was there during this. And for the management side, I think a big thing for me was the dressing rooms. The crowd's the most important, but the dressing rooms as well, you know, Greenock doesn't get the best of weather. We were getting boys changed and a stand, getting a team talk and a stand that felt a bit false. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, crowds, especially like a club at Coburnley, it, it probably players get an extra 10% when. The place is half filled, Alan. Just there's nobody there watching, really. Yeah, definitely. It's great to have everything back to normal. And Tommy, obviously, before we touch on your your career and things like that, this this season is a funny one. Obviously, we know it's twenty teams and seven go down. Do you think this season? Well, it's kind of not going to reflect. Obviously, you've come in a bit later, and you you obviously you, you want to bring your kind of own players in and things like that. Do you think this season's going to be a bit of a kind of learning curve and obviously build towards kind of next year? Are you asking me if I can accept is getting relegated? No, what I'm saying is obviously is that the is the focus kind of just about staying up now? Is it? It's obviously like next you you want to bring your own players in, obviously, uh-huh. but is it more about just getting the club stable and obviously beating the drop? I listen. There's 20 games left, Scott. That would usually be fucking well over half a season in yeah, normal exactly, times. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So we've still got a chance. I say mm-hmm. to players at training last night. 
Once I stop believing that, I'll be first to let them know, and then we will start right. preparing for next season. I, I genuinely think that we're backing we've got for the fans on Saturday. The players we've got, listen, I can't speak highly, more highly of the committee since I've come in, yeah. Gordon, and the rest of them. They've done everything we've asked, but we're not going to read against a lot of times to try to get players in. And I think, if I'm being honest as I can be, I think the reason players only come in is because people are they're already saying you're already doing. I don't think that, but no. it's probably a player's instinct that why would I go there and they're already relegated and stuff. But no, look, we've not even thought about next season, to be honest with you. It's it's point, it's only November. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'm not daft. I know that we eventually need to get points on the board, but there's no way that any of the management team have had a conversation thinking if we get doing us, if we get doing that. No, it's it's we're focusing and uh, November's massive for us. Massive. Yeah, definitely. John, what's it been like? Obviously, been Tommy and Sean in the at the club now. How much? What's what have they kind of improved, and how much are you kind of looking forward to the future with them? No, I've called man. They've been brilliant since I came in. I mean, they've been at trainings, man. Brilliant enthusiasm. Training's brilliant. Everybody you can tell us there was definitely there's a buzz about the place again. You can feel it right away as soon as they came in. Even the first game, even though they hadn't met us. You could feel it going into that game, and unfortunately, didn't get the result in the first game. But I could definitely feel something different. There was about a mere belief about the boys, definitely. Brilliant. We'll talk about about your careers. Obviously, the two of you have been in football for a good few years. Tommy, what was your kind of highlights of your early days of your career? Um, so I went full time with Morton right for the fourth for school, basically. Yeah. Um, YTS. Don't even think that's a thing anymore, to be honest. Um. <laughs> And then, I don't know if you remember Morton getting into kind of administration. Aye, I, mean, I, I don't um, remember it. I, I know. So, I, I was in the party. I was at a club at that time. So, the whole club got basically sacked or paid off, whatever you want to call it. And I was lucky that um, I got a phone call that night when we all got released, basically, for um, Campbell Money Air. Mm-hmm. Um, Campbell asked me to get in there for a play a game the next day against Wigan, uh, 19s or 18s, whatever. Signed me, so I got a year down the air, um, made my first team debut, um, and probably got offered another year pro. And probably my attitude and stuff wasn't the best, Scott, to be honest. Probably like thousands of boys in this country that could say they could have done this or done that. It was just my attitude at the time wasn't great, and um, fell out it for a while. And went junior down here with Greenock um, and moved to Lards for a few years. And what was your kind of obviously your, your days at junior as well? There must have been kind of good days playing with Lards and obviously your your kind of club at Greenock. You kind of grew obviously quite close to the, the guys at Greenock for a while, didn't you? I so at Greenock when I went in here, um, I went in kind of with blinkers on to junior fit, but I didn't know much about it. But I remember my debut for Greenock fight, it was against Rutherglen, funnily enough, away from him at their old park. And now, guy, it was an older striker, he obviously seen me coming. Elbow and he had nine stitches. I got five minutes into my junior debut, so that was a case of welcome to junior football. Um, but Greenock was good at that time. We had a really good side. Um, and I went down to Lards for a few years. We won the old Ayrshire District League mm-hmm. and then won a f- super first um, as well. So Lards was good. Nearly whole team was for Greenock, actually, at that point. Um, stopped playing probably at Lards in the early 30s and then... Coaching stuff that I'm sure you're going to go on to came a bit later. Yeah, definitely. We'll touch on your coaching career in a, a few minutes. John, we'll start, we'll come to you as well. Obviously, you you kind of started at Morton. Who was your kind of memories of your days there and how who was some of the good players that were there as well? 
Oh, the first year it was the year after Morton had got relegated for the championship. And obviously a club like Morton, they're wanting to push back up. And luckily enough, well, I'm saying luckily enough, we deserved it over the year we did win the league. I had a, a bad injury, I think, around about the December. But I managed to get back in the squads roughly at the time. Just, I think, maybe end of March, beginning of April, something like that, I think. Mm-hmm. Started getting back in the squads and obviously they've been up to winning the league, which was, I think we needed to win something like six out of the last seven games or something. I think we've done it and it was obviously a brilliant achievement and to get the club back up to the uh, the championship was good, man. But um, talking about players, you look the likes of Michael Tidson and Peter McDonald that have been doing it for years now and obviously Peter's retired now, I think now, but... Aye, players like that and Ross Forbes. It's got a one there left for yeah, some, some good days, obviously, that Morton when you was on the championship, obviously, as well. Like Aye. Jim Duffy was there. How good was Jim Duffy? And obviously it was your, there must be a couple of good stories for your time there. I no, he was brilliant. I as good as he was a manager, he was an even better guy, to be honest with you. Him and his uh, assistant Hadji, he was brilliant and all. And obviously they'd brought in Andy Millen mm-hmm. as a uh, the under-20s gaffer at the time and I played a lot obviously just if I hadn't been playing with the first team or whatever with Andy and I everything was brilliant man there was uh, some brilliant times at Morton definitely brilliant Tommy was it always a plan to go into coaching after you'd, you'd finished playing? No honestly it never even crossed my mind um, I actually first ever time I actually took a team I helped a team was my boys under fours team Get roped in, eh? Usual, you go and watch one week, and then somebody says, Why well, gave him a hand and bedlam, taking them for training, and you turn your back and getting hot with a ball in the back of your head, and I'm like, That's not for me. Um, so, the first time I ever done anything kind of at a decent level was at Gurok Amateurs. It was my pals who were playing. Um, I don't know if you know it, you did know your amateur game, sorry, Scott. So, it's the central league there, and which is quite yeah. strong. Um, helped my mates out, and again, get a bug for it. And we were quite successful. We went on in one league in our second season there. And that's when Greenock can approach just to get in there and take over. So that's how I can get in there. But no, there wasn't, there was never a time that I thought um want to go and manage at this level or that level, no, to be honest with you. Obviously, you can uh Sean, you, you can uh, get close with Sean as well. You've kind of known Sean for, for many years. Yep. What is it about you that works so well together? Um, I so I've known Sean. Sean's one of my brother's best pals, and I'm friendly with him as well. And I've known we're in the same school. Um, just I think we, we work. To be honest, somebody says to, I was obviously a manager at Greenock, and he was the assistant. But yeah. we always said if we went anywhere, we would do it together. That was a lot from my side. A loyalty to Sean as well because he wanted to be a, his own man at one point. So what is the point of letting him go somewhere else and we could, we could do it together? Does that make sense? Yeah. But. I think we just work, see, to be honest, Scott, a lot of times we think the same anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we've obviously got a good coach here, Owen Artsdeacon as well, who, yeah. if we need another, well, we don't know if we need another opinion, Owen's massively involved, but it, it, it works. I think we would have knew early on if it wasn't going to work, Scott. Um, and me and Sean's big enough and ugly enough to say, this isn't working. Um, but it's there's no issues with being joint managers. It's The two is basically think it's make the same decision nine times out of ten anyway. Yeah, definitely. But was your kind of days like at Greenock as well? It's must you must kind of look back with a lot of pride. Obviously, your kind of hometown club as well. It's a lot of good memories at Greenock. We done. I mean, really enjoyed it. It was a club we 
financially and stuff, you weren't you couldn't go out and buy players. So yeah. it was, it's who you knew and kind of get it tapping into local amateurs scene and stuff and having decent contacts. But um, it would be good times there. Probably punched above the rate if I'm being honest. Um, but listen, I always say that it's the players that gets managers' jobs. I had to credit the boys at Gurup for getting me a green up job and. The boys at Greenup helped us get a Coburnley job because once they cross that line, it's just need to get me play for you, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's some step, obviously, going through amateur to, to junior, as you know, but obviously you have done it really well. John, obviously, you kind of took the step for going to Morton to Coburnley. Like, how did, what was the, was there other clubs kind of looking at you when you, you left Morton? And how did, you, how did it end up you, you went to Coburnley? Aye, there was, there was a few teams in do you know what? I had went on holiday and I was at one of these stages. I was just going, I don't even know if I like to play football. And it was just for whatever reason it was in my head. And then uh, it was actually Budgie McGee that was the mm-hmm. manager. He'd just taken over, I think, at Coburnley. And he had gave us a phone and just said, Do I come down? And but uh, the gaffer says, There, I didn't know much about the junior game at that time. And I just went, Do You know what? I'll go down. And see how it is, and for the first day, I loved it, and I've no looked back since, to be honest. And what's been your kind of highlights of playing playing for Coburn? You've been there a while now, haven't you? Like, four I, years, isn't it? Four or five years now, uh, I think. I, so I keep forgetting, see, because that's COVID year, I can't even remember how many <laughs> years it is. I think it's four or five, but I know some brilliant. I mean, the first year, I think, I think we might have finished fourth or fifth mm-hmm. the first year under Budgie, and then the year after. Obviously, they, I think they ended up leaving halfway through that season. And one of our players now, Liam McGuinness, Ginto, I think he took over. But saved the, we had 10 games, I think, to save us for relegation that year and managed to do it. So that was that was brilliant. I loved that day. We played Canvas Lang, I think it was away in the second last day and managed to stay up, which was brilliant. Brilliant. Right, we're going to put you both on the spot. We've got a wee quick fire round. What we what we do is we give Tommy the manage manager quick fire questions and John, you get the teammate questions. So right. we'll start with Tommy. Are you ready to get put in the spot here? On you go. Right. First of all, Gerard or Postacoglu? And all day, every day. <laughs> Antonio Conte, success, yes or no? Yes. Favourite other sport? Golf. Snooker. <laughs> Best player played with? Oh, with? Oh. I'll probably, yeah, I played with a couple of big names in one-half games, but regularly, Stuart Keane probably coming through here. Very good. Who's the worst? <laughs> John Darren. <laughs> <laughs> Best player played against? Probably Liam Muller, who's sadly passed away now at Celtic. McFadden, aye, Muller. Very good. You can sign three players from your rivals in the Premier Division. Who would they be? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go Big Nicky Little. He's a Greenock boy. So Big Nicky, Clyde Bank. Like a boy, Ford at Pollock. Adam Ford at Pollock, probably. Big Leishman at Auckland Lake. That's nothing against two of the goalkeepers, but um, I'm not going to hear the end of that one, by the way. I'm not. <laughs> um, I'll go Nicky Little, Adam Ford, 
gutted. Two strikers, I know, man. Gutted. I know, Scully. You can play in the middle of two of me, man. Aye, um, do you know who was really good against us this season? I wasn't familiar with my boy, Irvin Meadow, the captain. Is it McLennan? Mark McLennan, yeah. Aye, I thought good. he was excellent against us this season. So I'll go with him. So Because we've got about six centre mids. So <laughs> somebody will moan. Best character you've met in football? Willie McClure, ex-lards. Okay. Best dressing room story? Oh, probably involving him again. I think I said this on another one I was on last year. But Willie, I'll keep it very quick, Scott. So, our assistant at Lards Park, McAvoy, he loved his dogs and stuff. He never had any kids, so his dogs were his life. And on the back of his notepad was a picture of his dogs. So, Willie McClure, I, I know kids watch this, I need to watch what I'm saying. <laughs> Willie McClure done something that he shouldn't have done behind Pat's back um, during the half-time team talk. And I've sniggered in Pat's away diagonal across from me, changed him and launched his book with dogs on it. Right here, it's something away, hooked at half-time, got an AF and shower. Um, if Wayne's only watching your programme, I would get into more detail, but we'll leave that one at that. Brilliant. Win the league or win the Scottish Cup, what would you rather do? I think your club with committee and stuff would say Scottish Cup for a third time, so I'll stick with that, Scottish. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Favourite manager in the league? Coburnley's league? Aye. Who do you enjoy sharing a, a glass of wine with after the game? Uh, I'll probably say my pal who I played with James Latter I was in Meadow very good played best memory in football um, probably making my first team debut at Erwin my dad who's no longer with me coming down and seeing that after taking me here and everywhere over the years or do you remember the old BP Youth Cup Basically, um, I've heard them talk about it. Playing the final yeah, against Rangers and was lucky to get money match, so probably him too. Brilliant. Right, John, it's your turn to get put on the spot. We're going to ask you some teammates' questions, but obviously Tommy can can chip in if he agrees right. disagrees with your answers. Are you ready? Yep. Who's the best trainer at Colburnley? Best trainer? <sighs> Maybe... Oh... Trainer, did I tell you? I can tell you who it's no. That's the right question. All right, well, leave that. Um, maybe go one of the older ones, maybe Scully. Yeah, Murray, Murray. I probably Murray. I'd go for I. So we're going for Murray for the best. Who's the worst? Brendan Sharp, man. (laughs) Apart from last night in the running, but Brendan flying last night. Aye, who's the team hard man? Or who thinks he is? I would go Big Murph, probably. Big Murph's a hard man. Aye, I'll go with that. Aye. Most skillful. Aye, we man, all day. Aye, me or McWaters, I'd go. Who's the quickest player? Aye, Johnny Gallagher. Rapid. We Ross Taylor's got a bit about him as well with two young full aye, backs. Two young ones, aye, are dead quick. Johnny's lightning when he gets going. Who's the slowest? <laughs> oh, I'm not. Jay Kelly's slowing me. Jai. 
John Gerrard, distance. I used to be. I used to be. Who's got the best haircut? No, John, right now, anyway. <laughs> no, that is terrible. Um, best haircut. Best haircut. Danny Bamford, maybe. Don't know. It's a hard one. Who's got the worst? John Kelly again. For me. Aye, John's up there. Um, don't know what's going on with Murray's, by the way, either. Aye, Murray looks different yeah. every week I see him. Aye, I don't know if he's just hoarding something together up there. Or... <laughs> he's gluing it on, isn't he? Aye, something's going on there. <laughs> Best character in the dressing room? Big Joe's up there, Big... we're going. Aye, Aye, Joe, Kyle and Corey, since, I'm a, since I travel with them. Corey? Aye, good luck. I'm going up. Big Joe. Kyle um, definitely up there. Kyle, 100%. Mad, John, John Kelly for me as well, funny boy. Aye. 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 Good, good group. Good group, my boys. Worst dress sense. <laughs> well, I just throw McWatters under the bus for this one, John, even Aye. though we've not seen them Aye, well, when our team night out, he get voted worst dressed and all, so there you go, McWatters. I'll stick with that as well. Final question, who's the teacher's pet? Who sucks up the two managers? <laughs> it could be McWatters again, by the way, here. Though I throw him under. <laughs> <laughs> but it could be. Um, aye, going to go with McWatters again. I'll throw McGuinness under the bus. I'm in Shawnee a lot. Aye, true. Aye. Yeah, right. Me, I saw you get it, M2. Remember, we were at Kilmarnock. And I know, I Kilmarnock. That's uh, you're right. Shawnee goes and picks my gun, Liam up for the home games. And I think he stays two minutes for the park. He drops, <laughs> drops me half and then goes and picks Liam up. Yeah. We're about to look as he for him. Right. right, if you've seen the show before, you know we, we get our resources and we, we get some wee information on you. We get some things to ashes. And we've not been disappointed here. There's a few good things. First things first, this is from your your friend here, Tommy. Ask Tommy about the time he put his foot through the boombox after a derby defeat. Aye. That was a part D against the port, obviously, when I was a Greenock manager, so we lost an injury time goal and I went in the next three game and it, it just had to happen to be here. Um but I did, I put my foot through it. And the worst thing about it was I'm still trying to shout and ball after that and the smoke and everything's coming out of the <laughs> box. And I just, aye. So that was that. Ask Tommy about Lanark away at half-time in the dressing room. It's going to end up sounding like a psychopath here, but that was another one where I think we were winning. I think we were winning or drawing and we were kept boys against the along the treatment table and I went in and put up in the urn boys and sandwiches and tomatoes sitting in the heat while I'm still trying to go mentally and I think one of the boys over to the left Sean had me not Sean down another boy Sean had me and he's over his face and I'm trying to shout at him and he's fucking feet to blink with me and he's over his face so I that was that one You could ask Tommy how he thinks his debut was in our last man standing competition it could burn there. Aye, seems to be. Aye, I've shambles. I think I was out in the second week, aye. <laughs> Brilliant job. We've not forgot about you. There's a few good ones here. <laughs> aye, good. First things first. 
Ask Tommy about Atomic Kitten Hole again. That's <laughs> <laughs> Scully's song at the fan singer, so I, I guess. I've no I've got a clue about that one. Honestly, well, it says here you, they play it as an introduction and you like to sing along to it if you're ever on the bench. Never heard that one. <laughs> Somebody's at the wind up here. <laughs> Tommy, are you any good at FIFA and have you ever been beaten by Nicky Lowe? Oh, my God. That's it. That's three stories it's going to make me look. So that's my good mate. We were playing at Anna Sliven room actually about a year ago. You couldn't have wrote us, to be honest with you. So Nicky's beat me, and I've bounced the remote control pad off the ground, and it's through the middle of my TV. Um, my missus has come down, obviously going a dinger and get to into Tesco at night to buy another TV. We've <laughs> got a one-on-one for you, Tommy. Ask Tommy about the time he pretended to be a Daily Record reporter phoning wigs up about a five-minute preview. Oh, I, that was a, a young goalie. Can you not get number three we had? He's actually he's a Coburnley fan. He's from Coburnley. It was a game on Saturday. I met him. So phoned, he made his debut on the Saturday and I phoned him the next day. I'd known him as a reporter. Ten-minute phone call. He fell for it. I had him wishing people happy birthday and blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> aye, that was Sean. He's not the brightest. Brilliant. We've got a few, for, a few here for you, John, as well. Right. Just give me a wee second. Ask him about what was going through his head when he bought his running trainers. <laughs> Aye. See, this is this is just came for last night. There's a few boys trying to slag us here. Just because I've got sold knees now, I have to wear horrible running trainers with big soles. It's but you should see some of the trainers they turn up in big Kyles. I know, man. Looks like he's had them for about four years. Swan, <laughs> have you ever wrote off a car? Aye, aye. I done it about three months ago, man. Went to save a bag that had nothing valuable in it. Going <laughs> off a chair, ended up nearly in someone's boot. <laughs> no, the best. Ask John about his free kick against Cumnock. Yeah. Uh, He's kind of can't remember. I know, I've got a few against Cumnock, not I mean. Have to hang about one. <laughs> I know, I think I know the one. I mean, I think it's the one Gordon Ronnie got on his phone. Just... It would have been because he sent me today. <laughs> Aye, I was just one of the ones. It was per- it just happened to be perfect. And I've reversed it and the keepers had no chance. Nice one when they go in. Brilliant. This is one for Sean, actually, but you can both answer this. How many times a day does Sean Dillon mention that he was in vigil? I don't even know what that is. Uh, the, the program at Martin down, Thompson. Oh, right, uh, right, right, right. Between that and his uh, young player of the month and his Scotland uh, 21s, right. call up. I've heard it six times. Uh, Scott, when we get a job up at Cumbernauld, the first game, I think I heard them telling about three or four players going out for the warm up, we'd get Scotland 21 caps. First time he'd ever met him. First three sentences he told me he played against Larson. Aye, uh, so. <laughs> And by the time this gets aired as well, by the way, he's missed training this week, isn't he, wee man? I bet he's in the parts and a jolly, so... I know. Not good enough. Nope. We've got a few serious questions here as well. We've got one for Tommy Griffin. Is there an acceptance in the club about the current position? Or is there a genuine belief you can claw your way back? You've kind of answered this, but obviously 
that is obviously the target this year, just to beat the drop. Is it? It's obviously unfortunate with seven teams going down, obviously with the situation, but that is the kind of end game. And that's that's the target for this season is just to stay in the league. Yeah, take that right now. If you ask us to go and play a one-half game, the last game of the season, it's still up will bite up your hand-half now for that. But it's not over. Um, so I know Scully could only speak behalf of players, but all he has any changing and believe it's still possible anyway. Yeah, definitely. Scully, where do you see yourself at the end of the season? How much are you enjoying your time at Coburnie as well? I, I love it at Coburnie. Obviously, I would never have been here for four or five years if I didn't like it. And what well, Tommy says there, it's just obviously we'd love to stay up. That's obviously the aim for us. And I think obviously if you get a few wins in the bounce or whatever, that's what I see us doing. So that's what I'm hoping to be at the end of the season. Who is the best player you've ever played with, John? Ever played with? I've got a few. I like. Always like playing with Michael Tidza at Morton, but absolutely love playing with Davy Anderson at Coburnie. Just a phenomenal football player. Incredible. What is your favourite dressing room story? Favourite dressing room story. Oof, on the spot there. Um, don't know, there's a few I couldn't tell about the boy Chrissy Craig it was here last year. He was his he was brilliant man back. I don't know if I could tell any of them, mind you. Same as the Gaffers last couple. I don't know, I can't remember. I don't know. Too many. Brilliant. We've got uh, one for Tommy. What are your thoughts on your old club Greenock and do you still keep an eye on the results? I um stay five minutes for the park and still keep in touch with some of the boys and stuff. So I first score I look for probably after Celtic um, this Saturday so I no, still keep an eye on how they're doing and they've still got a wee sniff again up this season in the second, third and fourth place Scott so I know only got good things to say about him Brilliant What is your thoughts in this, the current situation with the Highland and Lowland League now I'm assuming what that means is obviously the, the situation where a team can come down from League 2 and kind of choose what league they play in do you think that could have an effect on the, the clubs in the West going forward Tom? Tommy. I didn't even know when about that, to be honest. Um, Scully, can you answer that one? <laughs> no, but I didn't even know it either, to be honest with you. But I don't have... So does that mean that if you come down for League Two, then you get to choose? Aye, so there's not going to be a boundary. So basically, as, as daft as it sounds, like Elgin could play in the Lowland League or right. like oh. Annan could go Highland, but just... There's right, not going to be okay. a boundary, obviously, that that could have an, that will have an effect on clubs if they want. Aye. Well, it will because Aye. you're you're going to pick the easiest league to go into. Aye. Aye. So Aye. you're Aye. So, Ogden Lake could go and play in the South of Scotland League for a year. Aye, pretty much. If, if they if they can back down for the Lowland, I. It's not right, is it really? To be honest no. with you. No, it's no, a bit weird. That. A strange one, that. No, definitely. But we'll we'll talk about what's coming up for Coburnley. Obviously, you've yes, got a big game, obviously, on Saturday away to go on after. How confident are you, Tommy, that, that that's a, it's a difficult place to go? Obviously, and you've come, like, how, how, how big a game could that be? It's massive. But honestly, it's absolutely huge. Um, I know they're going quite well. Um, but it's we've got to go and win the game. Um We've trained well last night and we'll obviously be back in the morning night, Thursday. We're looking forward to doing it as well. I know we'll bring a good support 
to be fair to players and the management, we've kind of paid for the supporters' bus to come down this week just to a bit of loyalty for what they've shown us in that last few weeks. So, no, listen, we need to go down and win. I know it'll be tough, nothing. You need to go to places again after and fight for anything you leave with. So, be a right tough one, but the bottom line is we can talk all day, but we need to win the game. Yeah, definitely. John, what's your thoughts on Saturday? Big game? Oh, aye. Crucial. You need to be winning, as we said earlier. You need to be winning against teams that are running. I know maybe no right run about you, but you need to be winning games. And if you want to climb the table, it's you need to go to these places and get results. So definitely need a big game Saturday. Obviously, you've got a run up until Christmas that includes home games against Cumberland and Blantyre away to Bonnet as well. Tommy, they are massive games. That, that could be a wee catalyst to start a wee run if you do well in these games. They're huge. Honestly, I can't stress enough to anybody I speak to how big they are. Um, the players are probably getting bored of me already met, talking about how big November the start of December is but listen you don't want to go into a break at Christmas where people already wrote you off completely we need to be getting into that break where we're saying right, we're still way parking we've got an opportunity you touched on it earlier Scott it's a unique season with mm-hmm. six possibly seven going down it's honestly in my heart of hearts it's still possible to keep the club up Um and we don't want to be in the championship next year. I would hope that if the worst came to the very worst, the club would stand by and let us kind of get winning players and stuff in. But we're not even thinking of doing that road. I firmly believe in. I know, I think I've been in a game well enough to know that if I knew we never had a chance and the players have get my back, then I would be first to say it. But we're still in with a right fighting chance. Yeah, definitely. How big is the next couple of months in the, the dressing room? Do the boys know, John, how big this, this kind of run could be to, to keep yourselves in the league? I know, definitely. The boys understand fully what's expected is and what we need to do to get ourselves at this. But obviously, you can say, we can sit here and say whatever we want is, didn't we? When the game kicks off on a Saturday, and then we have to go out there and do it. Yeah, definitely. But we can only wish you both the very best and obviously the club as a whole. It's been an absolute pleasure to be on. Thank you very much for doing it. Scott, nah, thanks, cheers, mate. Cheers. Thank, thank you. Thank you very thank much you. to everyone who's tuned in. Please subscribe to our YouTube and podcast channels and follow us on social media. Thanks very much for tuning in, and everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Thanks, Scott.